Good morning, beautiful people of God. I hope you're safe and well, and I hope that you're keeping safe. I thought I'd better start by introducing myself. I'm Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church in North Riding, and I hope that you will join me every Sunday at 6am for a half hour of exploring scripture and gospel music on the Mighty Hot 1027. In the middle of this pandemic, the third wave that seems to be particularly infectious, we find ourselves again in Mark's Gospel, where Jesus is extremely active, healing, preaching, prophesying, touching thousands of lives. The pace of Mark's Gospel is a fast one, and what is interesting to note is what we call the messianic secret of Mark's Gospel, Jesus repeatedly telling people what he's doing and and saying that they shouldn't tell anyone what he's doing. Now, there have been many intellectual debates about this, but the one that makes the most sense to me is that Jesus didn't want people to look on him as the Messiah yet, the miracle worker. They didn't want pe- he didn't want people focusing on that. He wanted people focusing instead on what he was saying and about the way of being, not just living, that he came to show us. In John's Gospel, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus came and showed the people of the day a completely different way of living, a radical way of loving and living that caused shockwaves in the old establishment of the temple. I don't for a minute believe that he wanted to start a new religion, Christianity. We need to remember Jesus was Jewish until the day he died, and his first disciples were also Jewish, and that is why the first followers were called people of the way. They weren't called Christians. It was a way of living that was different, a way of being that was different, a way of thinking that was different, a way of interacting with other people that was different. If people focus just on Jesus the Messiah and the miracle worker, I think Jesus thought they may never have seen the message of transformation that he was bringing. We often get distracted by fuss and fanfare and look for that, instead of hearing that we actually need to change. So last week in Mark's Gospel, we looked at how a prophet is without honor in his own hometown, how Jesus could only heal a few, and I made that comment, we'd love it if we just healed a few every Sunday through the power of God. And then he sends his disciples out two by two. And they, through the power of God, perform miracles. This week, as we go on in Mark chapter 6, we find Herod is concerned that Jesus is in fact John the Baptist, resurrected from the dead. Herod, as we know, had John the Baptist imprisoned and then beheaded at the behest of Herodias. And it had troubled him deeply because he hadn't wanted to kill him. So when Jesus appears, performing miracles and doing amazing things and preaching, Herod is deeply concerned. Now, I don't want to focus on Herod's distress and confusion, but rather on Jesus, because I think that's where we need to look. Jesus doesn't allow Herod or the politics of the day or the gossip or the talk or anything to distract him from his task. He continues with the work he came to do. And maybe that's something you and I need to look at today in the midst of all that is going on around us, the negativity, the politics, the, the pandemic. Let us focus on the task. What are we called to do? What is God asking of me today? Something I need to ask myself. And what is distracting me from actually doing that? Am I paralyzed by fear, um, by what's going on around me, or am I actually doing, obviously taking the lockdown into account, safety into account, am I doing what God is asking me to do? Heart 1027. I've been looking at Mark's Gospel, and in the beginning I mentioned the Messianic secret, and why Jesus may have wanted people to keep, his, to keep his identity a secret and what he was doing at that time. I suggested that one of the reasons may have been that Jesus wanted everyone to focus on the radical message he was bringing of transformation. 
transformation to the political religious life, the way people were living, the way they were thinking, the way they were. He wanted everything. He turned everything upside down. Now I want to move to Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus chapter 1, because this is also a reading set for today in the Anglican church. And when I look more deeply at what the purpose of this way of radical inclusive love is, um, we see it here, I think. It's a life of blessing we receive when we follow Jesus and the way of Jesus. And there are many beautiful promises in this chapter 1. Something I think that we all need to hear, especially at this time. And so Paul starts the letter by saying, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's my first lesson. No matter what is going on, let us praise God. We all need to praise God. Then the writer says, um, well, Paul says in his letter, This Lord who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, isn't that a wonderful promise? Blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Something we really, really need for now as we minister in these times and as we live in these times. For God has chosen us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship or daughtership through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which is freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Just listen to those beautiful words. I mean, aren't they just amazing? We are washed clean by the blood of Christ and God's grace is lavished on us, not just given to us, lavished on us, poured out on us, with all wisdom and understanding, that he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. So God's will for us, God's will for us to live in this new way, he made known to us through Jesus. We've been chosen by God. We are God's beloved. We have every spiritual blessing. We have wisdom. We have forgiveness. And it's to put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. And here's the word I want us to hear, to bring unity to all things, not division, not a whole lot of separate separation according to our different beliefs or interpretations, but unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the will of, with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. You were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation, when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. And then Paul goes on to say, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love of all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know God. And so we have this absolute wonderful thing. Um, he asks that we may, we may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he's called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. I mean, isn't that wonderful? These promises just keep coming in this letter of Paul. And Paul would have known. Paul changed his whole life. His life was radically transformed because of his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus. And he says that power is the same as the mighty strength he extended 
when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Now, don't you think that's just absolutely beautiful, amazing, and a word in due season? I'm going to pick up a few of these promises and teachings in a moment. Heart 1027. Welcome to those who've just joined. We've been looking at Mark 6 and the Messianic secret and how perhaps it was because Jesus wanted us to focus on his way of life and not on the miracles, that he wanted everyone to keep them quiet so people didn't just flock to see this miracle worker, but in fact came to hear what he was teaching. And then we've looked at Ephesians 1, where Paul writes the church in Ephesus, filled with the most beautiful promises. And because I'm running short of time, I'm just going to look at a few of those from his letter to just reinforce what we hear from Paul and something that perhaps we really need to hear today. It may help us move forward through this chaos, uncertainty, and perhaps you feeling a bit fearful, because I think many people have fear around them at this time. So Paul promises the people in Ephesus and you and I that we have been chosen by God, that we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm at our possession. It's given to us by God through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we are all sons and daughters of God, that we are washed clean through God's grace, which God lavishes on us, and God's love, and through the work that Jesus did on the cross. So we washed clean and we can come before God faultless. We are called to love extravagantly, He mentions how the people in Ephesus love all God's people. You and I are called to love all people. That's the way of Christ. That's what we see in Jesus. And we're called to have enlightened hearts. We need to know God's hope, especially at this time. And for me, we need to share that hope. So we still need to, in the midst of this, be people of light and hope. And we should be working together for unity. God showed us through Jesus that, uh, and we told God in Jesus showed us his will and will bring all things in heaven and on earth into unity. Now we need to stop looking just at our own little patch and the people around us and our own little denomination or our own little church. We need to look beyond that. I'm sure Jesus would have a problem with the way in which just the church is divided, let alone all the religions. I believe, and you may, I mean, you're free to disagree, that we should, even if we disagree in our, in our theology, we still need to hold together as one People of God, all of us are sons and daughters of God. And looking at the last line, the power of God, God's power is still present, we're told. Above all that is happening around us, above COVID, beyond COVID. Now that's really good news for me for us to hear. That same power is here, now present in the person of the Holy Spirit. So let us move in that power. Let us share God's love in whatever way is safe to do so this week. And I pray for God's blessing and protection over you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening. Hot 1027.